All right. have to eat today. What did I have to eat today? Yeah. I didn't wake up with much of an appetite, so I had a glass of orange juice, and I woke up at 11, so I just sort of decided I'd hold on until lunch a bit, and then I had pine pasta lunch. So you just skipped breakfast? Kind of. I had a bit of juice. I didn't really have, yeah. I never liked like orange the juice. Really? Yeah. Why? It was, I think it was a bit bitter for me when I was a kid. Would you have the... The tang um, really affected me. The unsweeted ones or the... I don't really know. My, I, I assumed that whatever orange juice we had was yeah. the cheapest one at the supermarket. So whatever that one was. The, uh, like my the dad, one with soil in it. My dad for, <laughs> for like 50 straight years, I think, has only drunk Nippy's orange juice. Nippy's unsweetened. So I've always had the the one which could be and it would, would be seasonal and, and during the orange season it would be sweeter than during the winter season when it's like all cold storage and it would it's be good, kind of it's, bitter. It's dynamic. Yeah, you get a bit of variation. The products that were in your house when you were growing up would have been so different to me. Oh yeah. I mean, my dad still my dad still shops in the same way. He's always shopped. It's so ter- with a it's butler. a terrible thing. Uh, not with the butler. No. <laughs> he shops. He just uh, he'll go to the supermarket every night, and he'll he'll just um, every night he'll go to the supermarket. He'll, he used I know he used to now that now they've moved where they we used Less to live accessible. right around the corner, yeah. kind of from you, yeah. And he used to go to the supermarket every night, and we'd just go there after eight and just browse, get the specials, you know. Oh. Then, so the bread that we always had would last a day, yeah, because it was already on the on the way out. Like baked in in the, like the, the ones soup. from the bakery or like no, just old bakery, like bread. You don't get bread from the bakery. No, you get but it like from you the know how Woolworths bake some. Aisle. Yeah, so that's, that's where you get bread from. Yeah, so Else, bread that they'd made on the premises or like old Helgers. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It was stale. Okay. And he would just he would just go and and, and what it, what was in our fridge, was dictated by, the what was on special that week. Okay. And it still is. My mum's, my mum was the one, I accidentally said, I accidentally put an S on mum then. My mum's. I was like, my mum's. I thought you were just I had just possessive. one. I had, yeah. Um, she was the the cook and he, he would go out and buy the, the ingredients. Yeah. And then she would just have to improvise <laughs> with that. And there was oh. another guy we nicknamed... Mr. Stinky, right? Yeah. Because there was a guy there that was always there at the same time Dad was there. And Dad would make fun of him. He'd come back and make fun of him and be like, this guy's always there and he never buys Stinky. anything. Yeah. And quite often, Dad would go to the shops and come back with, like, the most random thing ever. Yeah. He'd come back with just, like, you know, a packet of Magnums. Which is what you inherited, by the way. Because you shop exactly like that. No, I don't. You Nick. come back with the most random things. Yes, I I am adventurous. I'm not saying it even disparagingly. I think that's a that's Sometimes that's a I fine buy, quality. I, think, I don't I don't. The things that I buy aren't dictated by the price, though. No, they, I I just buy. You have a willingness to if there's try a, new if things. there's something that catches my eye, I yeah. buy it. Mm. Um, maybe market is wet dream. The crazy thing is, my dad would make fun of this guy, and then I realized later. We'd, we'd actually we'd actually see him and be like, oh, that's Mr. Stinky. Yeah. And we realized that Dad was Mr. Stinky to Mr. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that he always saw sure, on the late yeah. night shuffing. He's like, this guy's always there at the same time. It's pathetic. My, uh, did you have a sense of um, class 
your family's class when you grew up? Um, of my family's class. Yeah. Did you did you think like it's 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 a higher level childhood concept okay. of like my parents are wealthy or not wealthy, we can afford things or can't afford things that other children's can. Did you have any sense of that, or was think, that just? I think I underestimated my. I think I underestimated my parents' class. Okay. Uh, so that, that was peculiar what... to his habits, not necessarily financial means. Yeah, or it I was mean, financial we, lived means. A, we lived in a great house, and I think that's a pro- that's a byproduct of going to a private school. Yeah. Where you have a lot of kids with you see you see the extremes of that. Yeah. And a lot of kids have a lot of nice things. Yeah. Sometimes, and they're allowed to do cool things, and mm. I can't do those things. So my parents, my parents are. Uh, so you, you underestimated because of the context of the private school upbringing, but you're actually still yeah. quite fortunate. No, I think when you take it out of that kind of, when you don't have Bubble. that comparison, yeah. you realise how lucky you are yeah. after school. Maybe because you are, you are kept in a bubble in school. Of course, yeah. My, um, this will not surprise Lee, uh, my dad always shopped at the same Woolworths Frugal um, uh-huh. for years and years and years and um, had a... A manually created he'd gone home onto excel yeah. and made a um, a list of each of the aisles of frugal in um uh, foodland with all the items that he regularly bought and he had a stack of them by the counter and each week during the week as we needed things he'd cross off the item on each of the things for a custom like shopping list and then he would just walk down each of the aisles with his list and go, all right, we need the Omo and we need the oh you know, chips. Oh, my God. He's de- there's no doubt he's your father. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do not do that. That's, that's pretty... I, oh, yeah. My, my brother used to work at the IGA around your yeah. around the corner from your house. Mm. And he had some interesting things. To, he, your dad made an interesting impression. I'm sure. Uh, he's the worst to retail A people. negative one, actually, yeah. yeah. No, I hate, I hate being out, like, eating dinner with him. Right. Because it, because he, he doesn't. He never did retail. Well, you have a bit of that in you too. I hope not in an obnoxious way. Well, Possibly in an assertive way. I've been out to dinner with you a couple of times, and I I I really hate it. I really hate it. Yeah. And I, I I I am the exact opposite of that. It does. It doesn't to say anything about your character. Yeah. At all. Um. Uh. But I I I I become very apologetic and just want to just want to thank and reassure yeah. and constantly yeah. do that i i hate i hate the i hate the uh the the difference there where someone's serving you i just yeah. i find that uncomfortable I, 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 I feel that way but i don't think i act yeah you don't no like that no um yeah yeah i, I know a couple a couple of people like that um, my mum my mum is kind of like that but without any clue like she'll she'll order something think imagine it looks a certain way yeah and then be the one to be like, excuse me, yeah, uh, this is not what we ordered, and I'm like, mum, that's exactly what you ordered. Yeah, and and yeah, so I don't, I don't think that. I verge into any of that because I've done retail for too long to be that person. Yeah, but I, I do have, I think my dad's um, nature of, you know, I don't mind trying to get someone's attention or yeah. like being direct about what we all like. I mean, that's like, it's it's it's. Uh, I went to dinner uh, along Guja Street last night. Um, and it's it's quite interesting to, I mean, to, um, not not in a not in a racist way at all. We were both like, there, by the way. But yes. No, no, no. I went to dinner before I saw yes. you. Yeah, yeah. But no, I knew that. Anyhow, anyway, uh, okay, go on. Sorry. Yes. Well, they don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
and it's quite interesting to note the the different way that uh, that you know you go to an Asian restaurant, uh, the way they interact with e- with each other, the waiters and yeah and everything there. It's very very methodical. There's no kind of you never really see them joking around or anything like that. It's all very uh, structured it, it, in a yeah. way. And you know this is gonna sound bad. And I don't mean it the way it's probably gonna be interpreted, but. It kind of reminds me of ants, like well, like working together. Like yeah. They they all just have their role and they know it and they don't kind of interact yeah. anyway. They may like just bump and like give signals. Yeah. But they, they just do, do their job and it's um, and then and that also comes across to their customers. Like customer service is not like we don't we're not going to overdo it to you. It's an efficiency. If you want something, thing. just ask for it. Yeah. Um and you know we'll we'll it's treat you the same way, machine. which is yeah. which is a, which is kind of nice as well. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it's, I mean, God, but what there, a, there's a quality in that, but that, that's why, oh, that's, yeah. that's why I like it. No, I, I don't, more I, I, than, yeah. You know, are you okay, sir? Can I get you anything more to drink? It creeps me out. I don't want yeah. to be, you know, above there just Held because up to that. Yeah. it's stupid because you're just going in there paying them for meal. You have no right to be above the person that's serving you. Well, I think that that's that's dependent on your perspective. I I can see the argument that you're going in there for an experience, and part of the experience that you're right. paying for is can, a quality of service. So will, I can see there is that. Some people will respond to that and yeah. say, oh, "I'm the king." Like here. if you if you were um if you were say having like one like a big anniversary night, and you go to a really flash re- um, restaurant, yeah. you're probably going to want a little bit of that because that has a certain quality to it. And sure. it, and I suppose it comes with the expectation that that wait staff is going to be properly compensated for that right. level of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a disparity, if you're expecting that kind of behavior and they're actually just shit kickers in a, a you know, a, a re- regular restaurant, then yeah, I, it comes across as a bit obnoxious to expect that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. The, um, the, the funny thing, like in terms of being assertive or whatever at restaurants, um, the the flip side of that when it can come in handy my sister was saying i picked up i was in bed like just literally lay down and then my phone rang and my sister called my sister snuggled into bed next to me yeah um my sister rang because she'd been out at a christmas party and um it was at the tap in and they maybe like 20 people 12 people something like that so not a huge deal um but the manager had paid for it and service had been terrible and unreliable the whole night, but the manager had gone up with a credit card. In fact, a couple of times it had given to it to be paid to, um, you know, this waitress. Yeah. It was about $700. Um, and so then she'd, <laughs> the manager had been in a funeral all day. And so after the sort of dinner had started to quieten down, she headed off, they put her in a cab and then sort of headed off to go out on the town. And the, um, one of the managers from the restaurant came running out to them and said, you haven't paid. And they're like, uh, yeah, in fact, like they tried to pay twice. And I just saw the manager go out with the credit card and pay like $700. Um, so we have, and he's like, I can't let you leave until, um, the $700 has been paid. And so I had this huge like problem where, um, they all knew that she'd paid and they're like, but we just, this, this waitress just, just took the thing. Like it just happened. Okay. And they're like, yeah, she's gone home now. So we can't check. It's like, but it's, that's on you. That's your side of it. Can't you just call her and make sure, Oh, we don't have a number. Yeah. 
And then somehow one of the people in their party knew the person, tried to call her through like some dredges of her phone, found the number and called the person and still couldn't get in touch with her. And so then the, the restaurant harassed them until the girls pulled their money together and did a bank transfer of $700 to them. No. Before they would let them leave. And that's like... What's been the fallout of that? Who got their well, money Well, that only happened today. So, I'm, you know, no. uh, like last night. So I, I don't know what the repercussions have been yet. But I'm sure that they've paid twice for it. You know, and that's the kind of fucked up thing where it does take, you know, a little bit of guts to actually stop and say, no, I'm sorry, fuck off. We just paid. You call your staff and get in touch with them. And if you can't, and you can't see it on the register at all, and you're just shit at business... Well, you can see the other side, though. Like, what is the other side of this? The other side is their incompetence has yeah. caused this problem. If... But they, they're not seeing it like that. To them, I mean, they're going home and telling... They're going home to their own podcasts yeah. partner and telling <laughs> telling them a completely different story. These people until came they realise the next morning they've had fourteen hundred dollars. But you're in saying that. But you're saying that they they until they realise with the assumption you just said you didn't know. I think that part of that, um, that kind of business. If you're running in that kind of business, I don't you need know to have why a I'm system. The, no, size. I think that's Sorry. valid. No, I'm I think that's valid. That I don't think that there's um, a problem with that. I think part of the problem. Oh, sorry, part of the expectation of uh, being in the that kind of industry, of running a business, is having a system in, in charge to make sure that if someone paying $700, it gets registered for someone else to be able to I spot. I mean, that, there's, a, there's an easy fix there. You Check get, the you get their details. Receipt. I mean, it's a Christmas party. Yeah. You get invoices. the business details. Yeah. You it's just, just do it by invoice. Like, yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's pretty weird. Yeah, so that's fucked up. Yeah, let me know what happened with that. Mm. That's interesting. Hmm. I'd love to know if your sister's wrong. I love it when she's wrong. <laughs> Welcome to Deep Ford, everybody. This long is a, uh, a podcast. It was a long intro. That's 14 minutes. It's late. Um, it is late. Well, yeah, yeah. I've had a bit to drink. 10.49. It's 10.39. 10.39, 10.41, Sunday night. Sunday night. I yeah. had, I've probably gone through about a bottle and a half of wine, to be honest. Really? By yourself? Uh what do you mean by myself? I like, well, I don't know. I, I personally drank it. <laughs> I, <didn't... laughs> I, didn't, well, I didn't know the context. Like, If you were saying that I as There were as other a group... people who have drunk okay. a, a, you know, a similar amount of wine, Okay, I guess. Okay, good. But a lot of half doesn't really do it for me these days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the um, tolerance this is, is like, skyrocketing. This is the... Uh, I have uh, to drink it really quick. <laughs> yeah. If I want to have a good night, I need to make sure to basically just skull it. Yeah. Um... This is a podcast in which we talk about, um, tonight, seemingly random things, but also a little bit of uh, philosophy and, and big questions. Mm. Uh, my name's Nick, and sitting opposite me... And sitting opposite... And sitting... Michael, you like this when I... Michael, okay. Michael's sitting opposite me. Hello. I like it when you introduce me. It makes me feel like a, like I a thought, king. I thought you were going to say your own voice, but that's okay. No, that's fine. I'll say it when you introduce me. And it's Michael. Hello. There we go. Bon appetit. That was worth it. Um, the uh, the question this week, we're talking, uh, if you could change one thing about the world, what would that be? And Bringing in, it back to the basics. Man. Back to the core things. We can, we can, which way would you like to start here? One thing about the world to benefit you? One thing about the world to make it a better place? Have the biggest impact? Where would, where would you like to start? Oh, um... My instinct is to go to... I might just get you to lean in a little. There we go. Sorry, Nicholas. 
um, I was talking, it's, this is fresh in my mind, so this is why I'm bringing it up. Mm. It's not necessarily my thing. I'll just brainstorm a little. Yeah, spitball. My thing is, well, the, I personally think that uh, having no religion or minimizing religion, religion's role uh-huh. in people's heads mm-hmm. uh, and in cultures would make the world a better place. What do you think? But I don't know if that's actually true. What do you think, yeah, the downsides of an atheistic world? Yeah, um, well, I, th- I think it will eventually happen. I think, I think so too. I think, I, think inv- I know I, it's, it's an unpopular uh, way to think. People, whenever you bring this up, people, people say, no, really, there'll always be some that believe. I don't actually think that's true. I think we'll get to a point where we're just so early at, at, uh, as a species... To say that, I mean, we, we you, people laugh, but there are so many gods we don't believe in. We Thor is a oh, comic yeah. book now. I mean, there have been gods that died out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, can you imagine hundred years from now, Marvel Comics puts out its Jesus adaptation like superhero stuff? You know, I think. Oh, but the thing I was talk, I was talking to this uh, with Ben about. He made an interesting point that the um, the as you go through time. Mm-hmm. The further away from the time that it happened, or is said to have happened, the more mythical it becomes, and the harder it is to disprove. Uh-huh. Um, so it actually becomes easier to believe as you go on. Okay. Which I thought was an interesting. Then, I don't know. I don't know if I agree you, with that, but I mean that's counterbalanced by the growth in knowledge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it is because I mean you you gain more understanding. Yeah. Uh, and you also have the understanding that you had, you know, previously yeah. as well. So you don't actually lose knowledge. Like no. you don't forget things. We gain... Because the, the information stays there. Yeah. We, we, we can we can now, we can We gain it. a better understanding of Maybe the Maybe that was true up until, uh, up until like the Middle Ages or something. And I mean, even I think, you know, this generation, we are really kind of in the first generation whose activities and presence will be permanent, will yeah. be everlasting for generation i mean we can't really with much ease go back to you know our grandparents era to the 1900s and see a life there we get the snapshots of it we get the impressions of it yeah but this generation a hundred years from now with the internet with our data restoration people are snapchatting and videoing and recording everything people will be able to live our great grandkids will be able to, to be able see to see us as a human beings. But then I guess also their their technology. You wonder like if for us like black and white grainy photographs are kind of that for us. I mean, it's uh, you can't argue with digital digital photos. I mean, it's going to be there's you, a permanency. But I take even your if point. the technology yeah. has improved, you're still you're still going to understand uh, the concept. More. The concept of um, like that's that great thing about photographs. You know when when. Whenever you see those really early black and white photographs and everyone's always very serious and frowning, that's because it was such a big deal at that time. That was such an expensive and momentous occasion to have a sense of permanency and like that was such a crazy experience for people you know, I read, that I, it was you don't you wouldn't smile it was a foreign concept i read up on this uh, mm. actually because i had this thought uh, last christmas i think and the other reason for that was that uh, dental care oh, really? was not easily accessible so people didn't actually have great teeth but, oh wow so they're self-conscious about it yeah 
That's cool. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a good thing to show your teeth in a photo. When you think of um, those, you know, removed generations, you know, nineteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds, seven hundreds. Do you ever think of people being happy? Can you picture them in happiness in that era, or does that seem quite abstract? Um, it does. It does, but everything does. I mean, even sets, even locations seem a little hard to reach in your imagination. It's uh, there. There's a couple of great, couple of great photographs that I've seen of um, you know. Uh, photo photos from the 1600s and stuff that have mm-hmm. have been uh, revitalized with color in a kind of yes, accurate yeah. way, and it's just breathtaking seeing seeing it in the light. You can actually relate to it in yeah, some way. It doesn't feel so such an artifice. I do often try try to imagine myself in that world. Yeah. I mean, it's so foreign because you know the the clothes have changed. The people are in costumes. And that's the to... easiest part of it to overcome: the clothes well, and the costume. It's difficult also because you see it so much in movies. So mm. so much of that time is is given to you by movies, and, and that's an escape. Yeah. And so when you try and think back, you you're you're using these checkpoints from movies and photographs and stuff yeah. that you can't actually tangibly get to yeah uh, and it just creates this kind of imaginative world but um i, th- I photographs but some of these photographs for me have been the closest i've come to that but it does seem very foreign like a colorized version of a portrait of yeah. like someone's grandfather and that kind of stuff but when you th- when you see a uh, what name a country that you haven't been name a country that i haven't been um uh, that's like, don't think about an elephant. <laughs> Name a country that I haven't been. I haven't been to, a, uh, no, I have been. <laughs> I haven't been to Croatia. Okay. Can you? What? What is? Now this is stupid. Imagine Croatia. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of some some an, an, an analogy. far removed land that yeah. I can't really imagine. Well, it's and probably I, probably I, easier I, to go like Sudan. I'm into Sudan, but yeah, I have okay, a picture maybe, yeah, of maybe like that of like what that would be. Yeah, yeah, uh, Africa. Like I, I, it is, but I can imagine being there, mm. and I can imagine being excited to go there, and what I think my what what my imagination thinks it will be, mm. and I can imagine also being like, ah, oh, this is what this is what I I should have always thought it was. In yeah. a way, which is but it's just it's so, you, you you can't get that that um yeah the realness of it like you, you still can't ever picture the life like when I I don't know I can't it just seems like this is this is gonna sound very strange but it seems like happiness was like a mid nineteen fifties invention okay. and I can't picture just like like all those images and impressions I have are the big historical moments which were you know devastation. You know, like war or Middle Ages or Dark Ages. Yeah. Like I, I can't picture what made someone happy in that well, that's, in that that's era. That's our focus of history. I mean, you could yeah, you, but that's, you could think you back to notes. you know Great Gatsby kind of time. You know, drinking. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's a select group. Yeah. Maybe 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 it's the majority. I mean, just like just like an average. There's a disconnect there, but yeah. Um, it. I don't know. I do think about it every now and then. I mean, you you see those photos of, um, you know, we're we're in Adelaide, um, yeah. and you see photos of uh, a, a shot recreated now. Yes, 
And you, like Unley Road, Unley Road as Road, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one in, one of the barbershop that I went to down there. Mm. And, it's really uh, cool. Yeah. I, I, I do have like a, a... When it has the personal meaning of a place that you know intimately, yeah. getting that glimpse of Unley Road or something like that um, and trying to... And like seeing it as it was is quite exciting and makes me wish like oh it would have been cool to see this like late 1800s to see what this was as a settlement you know like trying to imagine this spot and how it's changed over the past hundred years you know i had kind of a moment like that it was one of the most profound uh, moments of my adolescence when uh, i went to new york in 2004 so three years after uh, the 9-11 attacks Mm. and i remember it was all I wanted to do was visit Ground Zero. Yeah. Uh, and I, it was the the biggest moment for me mm. um, that, that, that I was building up to. And, um, you know, you get there and it's, it's, it's hard to kind of appreciate it in the moment. Uh, I think we've spoken about this yeah. before. Actively appreciating is not get something you can't it, no. do. You just have to let appreciation wash over you or do it passively. Um, but that was, I mean, seeing you being bombarded you with the images, to appreciate. Yeah. you know, yeah. nonstop for a while, and it's just being so vivid. So that still would have been a work site. It was still a work site then. Um, it wasn't as profound as I thought it would be at the time. I wonder how you'd feel going to um, the memorial site now, whether that would have a, a bigger resonance or not. Uh, I I think we'd have less. As in, like you know that there's now an actual memorial and yeah. fountain and historical like museum underneath yeah, that and I'm, stuff. Well, you think there would be even less again than just seeing the the absence? No, well, I mean, I don't, I think it was too young to may, maybe to process it mm. fully. But I was standing at yeah, at, at the, the spot. at the spot where these towers Collapsed. where the planes hit and yeah. the towers. I mean, that's that's a pretty huge thing. I think, what was I? I must have been sixteen mm. at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I um. I made up this story as well. About, I don't know. <laughs> what was the segment that we're doing? Stupid lies that we that we've made up. I went back <laughs> right. Yes. And we had to for English, write a story. On what we did over the summer. Uh-huh. I had been to America, so uh-huh. I was like... Oh, it was plausible. Got a great one. But then the story that I chose to write about uh-huh. was a story completely made up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, let's, yeah. let's not go there. But the story I made, I said, was... And this is not validated in any way. I said, uh, I, went, I went to the World Trade Center. It was a big experience for me. And I learned about this story where a guy jumped from the 88th tower, very specific, <laughs> landed on some rubble that cushioned his fall and survived. It just wasn't true. That that must have... The teacher must have known that wasn't true. I don't know. I got a pretty good mark. It was good storytelling. Not even. Uh, I, like, I felt like it could have been true. 88 floors? Yeah. I don't know why I said 88. Yeah. If it said ninety, it's too rounded. It's too rounded. See, off. It, that's that's a that's a weird um thing. If you have a like a number generator and it spits up 
exactly even um, proportions of not like every every number is weighted evenly, right? Yeah. And you spit ninety at someone, yeah. they will feel it is less random, even yeah. though the algorithm is completely random. And in fact, it should come up just as frequently as any other number. Yeah, yeah. But ninety and number five and that at ninety five and that sort of thing. So um, really, oh, no. it's always it, it like should come up less frequently. It all should, even numbers. No, it just, would come up less frequently. Why? Than any other number. If you have a number generator that generates any number. Oh, when you're talking about any other number, you're talking about any other number between the tens. So you're talking about ten, uh, all the numbers between 10, uh, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. I can count. Yeah. You're talking about all those numbers. So all those numbers don't <laughs> feel random. But the rounded numbers do not feel random. Correct. But if- So they do come up less. They do feel yeah in in the real world use of random numbers, round numbers come up less. But if you do a random number generator, which does it, oh, okay. it will all come up exactly right. equally. Yeah. But people are suspicious of that, and it's the same way. There's like a science in terms of like quiz questions and that sort of thing, like A B C answers. Yeah, people are distrusting of um, the correct answer being an A uh, because yeah. it would. Why would it be the first one? Even if it's randomly yeah. generated. Oh, but mm-hmm. like the first one. No, it's probably B or C. Yeah, if you give if them A, B, C, or D, they tend to favor B or C. Oh, okay. Just through like psychological preference. Yeah. Even though that, that misunderstands how the human brain works. But of course, if that was actually manually designed by a human, then they may also have favored by putting the correct answers in B or C. And so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You right. actually are more likely to be right as a human doing a quiz written by a human because everyone favours the randomness of a B or C. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> changing the world. Oh, yeah, changing the world. Um, so what did... No, but how did we... Oh, you were talking no, about atheism. Yeah. Oh, well, Jesus. No, See, this is what of... I mean about not having a topic. We don't need... It was all right. Yeah. The chemistry is, is ripe. It's rife. Mm. Uh, What's that? I said the wrong thing. Well, I think it's both. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, um, what's the one thing that you'd change? <laughs> now that sounds... It's going to come across as weird. I, what's yeah. the one thing that you changed to make your life better? <laughs> <laughs> the one thing i changed about the world is that I'd have no 9-11. <laughs> if there's one thing I could do, I'd make world peace. I'd eliminate famine mostly. Don't not like, for the jerks. I don't like mosquitoes. <laughs> no spiders. <laughs> there's, one thing I, there's one thing I changed about the world. No spiders. <laughs> Just a, a genocide of one particular species. <laughs> Man. I'm the Hitler to spiders. <laughs> I, I love... I fucking love spiders, though. It's yeah, so you interesting. Just, and... Yeah, I don't know. I kind of am... It's but at the same time, I don't want to be anywhere fear. near them. Yeah, it's so irrational. No, it's not. In Australia, it's, it's super rational. It's so irrational. It's more no rational in Australia than anywhere bites, else. You idiot. But they can. It's only because you everyone can't. avoids them that they don't. You, no one's died from a spider bite. That's not true. Well. <laughs> it feels true to me. <laughs> no, the, um, the, I'm, I'm not saying it's, it's probable, but I think part of that has come from the education of, hey, don't stick your hand in a spider. That's only because of Don't that. stick your hand in a spider. Yeah, it's only because people have started avoiding I would never have done that them. anyway. Because people have started avoiding it. I don't know what you guys it. do. It's crazy. Yeah. They're, they're, they're at risk. Do you know, and, you know, snakes 
22 out of the top 25 snakes, uh, most venomous snakes, are in Australia. And yeah, I've never seen one. Yeah, but uh, that's because we now know how to avoid them. They Walk avoid. Away. They avoid us. No, if you you got to be you got to be really cold to them in like a social situation. No, they love and then that. they like they love cold. They love the cold. They're they just go for to sleep. No, they're the attracted opposite. to the warm. Yeah, you uh, got that wrong. I've, yeah. Okay. Then it's just chance that I've never encountered a snake. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm always rubbing ice all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> Come get me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you want this to be a shorter one? Because we're at about 33 minutes. Mm. Oh, well, you haven't said anything. I haven't said anything yet. Well, yeah. One thing One thing I could change about the world. Alrighty. Um, I reckon you could get a pretty pretty decent impact global impact if there was <laughs> obama's socialism of taking a lot of the money from the most rich people in the world and evening it out so that the bottom end could actually live yeah uh i i'm not saying agree. that i'm not saying that there shouldn't be differentiation yeah. or that you shouldn't be rewarded for your uh, hard work yeah but i think that there as a globe if we're talking about changing the world if a lot of that top 0.1 of the one percent you know wealth was distributed to the lowest 10 percent, it would make a pretty substantial difference to right the globe yeah i think that's a pretty good one and that has um that has flow-on effects as well because if you were let's like it's it's unfortunate, but I was thinking Africa, and if you're if you're pumping that into Africa, mm-hmm. then that actually, like, that's money well spent because then aid and and health things become cheaper, you know, because we eradicate viruses finally, mm-hmm. and we don't have to work on that anymore. It's just it's gone, or you know, we don't have to have the supply and health burdens of that kind of stuff. Right. You know, a burden that should be should be shouldered, but you know, it it is a drain on the globe where we could and have the skills to be beyond that now. Well, the two things you need, uh, uh, education and uh, an opportunity mm-hmm. as well, because you can't really have one without the other, really, can you? Can you have education without opportunity? Probably well, not. Well, in order to build, to yeah. have a chance of building... I mean, I, I was taking this as a wave your hand and then it happens like getting rid of spiders and snakes. No, that, that's but, fine. That's yes. fine. I'm with you. Um, but I think yeah, if if everyone if everyone could be educated, maybe yeah. I mean, if every, if the whole world was educated, if, if if everyone, if you could give everyone with a wave of your hand, and Base high level school education, education right? Yeah. Now that that's gonna change some things, but it's not gonna it's not gonna fix things for some people without the opportunity. Hmm. So they need also the opportunity, but, but a, then maybe that's also that's just how, a, that generates opportunities. That will generate opportunities in a way. The um the dilemma that we're facing as we try and you know help these countries out out of third world status is that you know is something that India and China are currently in the midst of. You know they're becoming booming economies. They are booming economies. Right. Economies, but they've done it on the back of coal and that kind of energy, um, which is and harming. which is immensely harmful. But how do we um, tackle the problem that, you know, people have should have the right to, you know, 
to improving the lives of their yeah, citizens. I mean, we did it before. That's where we got we, to. We are, and now we're saying now sorry. We're saying, you can't don't do, do that. that. Yeah, it's that's an interesting way to think about things. Mm. Yeah, that's not very fair, is it? I, I'm I'm hoping and assuming that the solution. Well, the problem is that the coal industries have such a stake in it. But I'm assuming that the solution is that our development of science and nuclear and wind power and that sort of stuff comes to the point where the affordability just makes it an equally viable option compared to coal. And so we just, we make, like, I could see, and it's it's quite an optimistic and beautiful thought, I think, I could see Africa becoming like the greenest continent on the planet, but if they make this transition through necessity and access to, you know, wind and solar and green and, and that kind of stuff, and all of a sudden, more than everyone else, they're ahead of the curve for that I'm, kind of stuff. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, because I, I mean, cool. they they almost do have an opportunity now because they're not so industrialized and not so beholden to, to those interests. If they find another way, yeah, or if they, I mean, if they even help to find another way mm. uh, to, um, I mean, they don't have. Oh, I don't know. Does that sound bad? Like to say that they don't have a kind of a framework in place no, or they don't have the existing infrastructure or they're not so far gone that we can't it's going to be hard to regress like it yeah, will be like for, we are. for yeah. western civilizations yeah no it yeah, is that's, a, that's it an is interesting an, way to think about it i would an, like to see a, a sci-fi movie about that with that as the, as the premise yeah where africa kind is of, I the mean, leading I, it's it must suck to be pitied by the world isn't that fucking horrible yeah yeah, I mean, we, we everyone has it. I mean, we, I mean, not pity to the extent, but every, it is pity. Though. No, no, as in, not everyone suffers pity. Like we poke fun at the US, and you know, the rest of the world laughs at us with Tony Abbott and that kind of stuff. So there's always a bit of like back and forth, no, it's but it's different. not pity in the way that Africa suffers yeah. from. Yeah. Well, you know, third world um, suffers from this feeling of oh man. I mean, that's still fucking shit. That. They don't even have toilets. You know. I hate that, but it also comes from an ignorant. Because South Africa's alright. Well, it's the, not the worst right, part of it isn't the I know pity. people are having great lives in South Africa. The worst part White isn't the people. pity. It's our, it's our also apathy. It's pity slash with not doing anything out of it. It's like, pity. Pity, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. That that's that's uh that's about thirty eight thirty. And look at that. Look at that. Another. <laughs> it's taken us forty minutes to solve the world's problems. Another another episode in the can. <laughs> All sorted out. Yeah, Nick's gonna go soon. Yeah, it's seeming like it might be a thing. Yeah, I uh, I'm being flown to Christchurch in two days. Yeah, for a for a meet. Shit. So a couple of days over there. You've been to New Zealand before? Ten years ago. Yeah. Fucking sweet. Yeah. So get a sense of the place and the city, and pretty soon you'll just be getting the reruns. So. We'll be uh, doing the highlights. We'll do a, like a director's commentary on every episode. Oh, we're going to do a highlights reel. <laughs> we're doing that. A clip show? How long's the flight? i got four hours. I can cut together You can bang stuff. it out in four yeah. hours. We have to um, listen to all the four hours. I to listen to everything <laughs> no, that we've done. All right, let, I'll, take the, I'll take the first 20. Okay. We'll find you take the, the last 20. We'll time code the moment. And just say, and I want just, this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We can make that work. And then it has to be Green Day's... Uh, <laughs> At the end of Boulevard of Broken Fate. Dreams. No, what's that one at Seinfeld that they did? Seinfeld. Oh, 
that's the <laughs> that's friends the theme song. <laughs> What's that Green Day song they did from Seinfeld? the time of your life. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got to be that. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. It's perfect. Yeah. Alrighty. I hate the expression no-brainer. Why is that? No-brainer. Why is that? I don't know. I just hate the way it sounds phonetically. Alright. Well, uh, well this phonetically. Is, this has been quite serious. This has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Nick. No, thank you. Allow 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 me to shake your hand. I I have. I have done that. (laughs) I wonder if Dan's here. Probably not. Probably not. Definitely not. Um, Alrighty. Adios, everybody. Happy everything. I'll catch you around, my friends. See you later.